Welcome to Soul Via Soul, the podcast where we embark on a journey of self-love and true wellness. I'm your host, Jada, and I'm absolutely delighted to have you here with me as we dive into all things mind, body, and soul. Now, what do you say we get this thing started? Let's dive in. Is there something that you need to have in your home that's just about you? It's not about your kids. It's not about your husband, Mm -hmm. your partner. It's Mm -hmm. not about your work. It's not about Mm -hmm. your friends. I think one of the biggest struggles we have is sometimes seeing and staying in a space where we think a room has to be this. It's a bedroom. You are worth having a space that you love. Mm -hmm. How profoundly simple that is and how difficult that is for so many people to actually say, I deserve to be happy. And as both of us being therapists, we're saying, put yourself at the top. There's nothing selfish about that. Hi, and welcome to this week's Soul Via Soul podcast. This week, I sat down with a good friend and colleague from Soulful Space Coaching, Kate Evans, the one and only Kate Evans. Now, I've talked to Kate before. Our first podcast was actually about decluttering, and Kate is a decluttering coach, but she's also a therapist, and she understands why it's difficult for a lot of people to start the process of decluttering. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, go back and listen to that one. However, today's podcast is about what to do once you declutter, and that is to actually intentionally create a sacred space. So Kate joined me in my garden, which is my sacred space for the taping of this podcast. And it was a lovely hot day, actually. And the first part of our podcast actually didn't have any audio because the phone overheated. So we had to um, erase that and you're going to pick up in the middle of the podcast, but you only missed about five minutes of the beginning. So let me catch you up to speed about what Kate and I chatted about to get you caught up. We were discussing how difficult it is sometimes to give ourselves permission to create a spot that's just for us. And especially there comes this a little bit of guilt and shame about creating a space that is all for you. And that's a whole mess of worms about why we don't feel worthy of creating spaces for ourselves. So we were chatting about taking over rooms. Now, in the first part of the of the podcast, we talked about the fact that I was telling Kate a little bit about this farmhouse that my husband and I basically gutted and 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 started creating our dream home. And we actually took bedrooms and converted them into spaces that actually served more purpose for us. And one became my office. One actually became an exercise room, which is what's important to us. And everybody's going to have a different need, a want, a desire in creating spaces in their home that speak to them. So we discussed taking whole rooms and creating that, but you sometimes don't have the ability to take an entire room and dedicate it to something that is uniquely yours. Sometimes you just create a spot in that room. And that brings you up to speed with where we were chatting 
about creating rooms within rooms or a space within a room that is your sacred space. And as you listen to the podcast, I want you to think about, do you have a space in your home or even outside of your home somewhere that is your sacred space? My sacred space is my garden, but I also have a meditation spot within another room in my house. And that's where we're going to drop in is creating spaces within your home that you intentionally create as loving gestures for you. So enjoy the rest of the podcast in the garden. And then it gets so hot, we actually end up finishing the podcast indoors because it just became a little bit too uncomfortable to chat in the sunshine. So enjoy the podcast. Okay, so let's talk about creating um, spaces that aren't necessarily a whole room. So at times a lot of people struggle with, I don't have the space. I don't have like, I don't, I can't devote an entire room to yoga because Mm -hmm. that doesn't serve anyone but me. And Mm -hmm. you know, my husband and my kids maybe need that space. Mm -hmm. So um, we had just started to talk about the possibility of creating spaces within larger spaces. Right. So um, for example, I have a meditation spot but it's technically in the family room slash um, dining room area, which isn't really dining room. It's just this large room, but I created an intentional spot where I have a chair and I have my, my, my crystals are there. I have things, my plants that bring me joy and peace. And it's, it's a, it's a big space, but it makes me feel tucked in this little corner. Sure. Mm -hmm. So, I know that when I'm meditating, pretty much no one is awake. So (laughs) it's going to be a spot I can go to and know I'm not going to be interrupted. So let's talk about how you can be intentional about creating um, pockets of, Mm -hmm. of, of a room or a space that's like your reading nook with the lights good, where you Mm -hmm. can really just sit with the space and get a sense of what makes sense for you. Well, and, and I do want to say one of the things that I noticed, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, is that, that that little meditation space of yours is not in your office. It's not in the space where you work. Now, you love your work, but there's a very different energy in our offices. Mm-hmm. And your office is a lovely little space. You could easily meditate in your office, no mm-hmm. problem. But the meditation space is in an area that is not in that energy. Mm-hmm. And that was very intentional. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, there's whatever the thing is that you want to do. Like I, I was talking with a woman who I, she's actually in the UK. And um, so with Brexit, she went from a single family house to a third floor walk up apartment with her children. And so it was a huge change that they had to make. So they're in a much smaller space. And so she had to figure out how to have individual spaces for different things. And one of the things she was talking about was one, she had to clean up her problematic teenager's space. <laughs> but in doing that, she was able to then create a small space that was a play area for the younger ones. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not a large apartment, 
-hmm. but it's clearly differentiated that this space so we've got like a cabinet and we've got a, a rug and everything and that is their little play space mm -hmm. and so she had to get creative with that to make sure that she had something for the kids yeah yeah um and that's when you think about whatever your needs might be, maybe mm -hmm. you've got somebody who likes, who's a gamer and they yeah. want to be able to game yeah. and maybe you don't want them at the main TV all the time. Exactly. Is there a different little nook that they can be tucked into with a really great gaming chair yeah. and really good headphones? Exactly. <laughs> Sounds like you're speaking from experience. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, a couple things came up for me when you were talking about that. One is the idea of, like when I homeschooled my kids, I, I had to have, we didn't necessarily have a school room, but it was, it was basically like the kitchen living room area. And I had like drawers or baskets um, yes. that were intentional for a purpose. I had one drawer in my kitchen that my kids could pull open and it was filled with um, plasticware and uh spoons that they could pretend they were cooking while I was cooking uh -huh, yeah. so they could be right there with me yeah and so it was intentional it was a play drawer it was mm -hmm. a play kitchen mm -hmm. in the kitchen because they wanted to be near me absolutely and I couldn't you know be distracted nor did I want to um be upset that they wanted to be with me right you know like I gotta cook yeah it was <clears throat> how can I create a space a drawer um a spot in the kitchen that is theirs only yeah you know so that's I, I love that that's something um, I recommend to parents all the time some form of that mm -hmm. um, and it came from a friend of mine who when her son son is 17 now oh gracious um, <clears throat> but when he was little he wanted to be in the kitchen with her so yeah. she had everything sealed off but she had one drawer that had pots and pans in it mm -hmm. And so she was okay with him messing with pots and pans. She yeah. figured he wasn't going to hurt himself. He wasn't going to hurt the pots exactly. and pans. Like it was just all the stainless steel. And he had a grand old time. Was it noisy? Yes. yes. But he but, was having fun. She knew he was safe. Right. It was okay. And it's difficult as a mom when you got to be in the kitchen and you don't know where your children are. <laughs> like you can't be zipping all over the place, mm -hmm. like making sure they're okay in a playroom that's like, right. you know, half a house away. Like yeah. that, that's. That's sometimes not workable, right? You know, so and and I will I just I'm, I, in my head. I'm just kind of thinking about other things I've I've seen people do. I, I, like, in you, if you're if you need to have a, an office space or a desk, mm -hmm. but you don't have a lot of space. There are there are desks that actually fold up into the the wall. I've seen those, and like, and they're they you know they don't have to be super fancy or anything, yeah. but. You no, know, you can't keep all your pens and pencils and your books and everything on it, but that's an extra flat surface right. that you can utilize, and right. it might be in your main area, right? but it's it's still a sacred space meant for this one thing, and you only pull it out to do your bills, to do homework, right. whatever. Um, yeah, there's it's just there's so many things. It's all about how does your family operate? Yeah, and giving yourself permission to create a space Gosh, that's yeah. for gaming you know like yeah. some people that's not their jam that's mm -hmm. cool like mm -hmm. you have to honor what is what feeds your soul and what is sacred to you and mm -hmm. what is your soulful space so for like everyone that's listening I would be like the challenge of 
as a plane goes overhead <laughs> and a lawnmower starts up down the street. This is the fun of doing things outside. Right? We have all of this the, awesome. the bugs and making all of their delightful noises. We have the planes, we have the lawnmowers. Oh, I know. This is, this is real life. It's real life. And there's a bird that lives in that little house right over there. Oh, yeah. And he was perched right up on his little... <laughs> giving us the what's for because he sometimes doesn't like it when I sit too close to his home. Oh. His home. I am invading his sacred yes, space. Yes. See? <laughs> how, how dare you? Although I did leave kitty fur for the birds to line their nests with so they could make it comfy ah. and extra extra fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I, nice repurposing. It was I like that. Definitely recycling because what am I going to do with cat fur? So, you know, but the birds find it delightful. Uh -huh. So, um, I think, I think one of the biggest struggles we have is sometimes seeing and staying in a space where we think a room has to be this. It's a bedroom. And we don't allow ourselves mm -hmm. to go, oh, you know what? I don't need that extra bedroom. Or I want to make mm -hmm. this bedroom a lounge slash office slash let me put in an, a couch that folds into a bed or a Murphy bed mm -hmm. or creating flex spaces that allow us to move with our lives. I mean, our lives evolve. They change. Oh, gosh, yeah. I, I mean, so <clears throat> talk about evolution and I guest rooms and uh, offices and everything. When, when COVID happened, when pandemic happened, I suddenly went from working in an office space. I had a, you know, a brick and mortar office to holy heck, I have to work out of my my home now the, the first stage of this was well we thought this was only going to last for like a couple of weeks the the, the quarantine and so it was i had the mattress up i think oh the mattress was in the hallway and the box spring was behind me and i had cushions on the ground this was not a very sacred space this was a what do you do really quickly well over the course of time as i realized like one this isn't going to change for a while. We're going to be in this quarantine for a bit and I can't sit on the ground forever. My back is right. going to like, I'm never going to be able to walk again. Correct. And so I started actually turning it into an office. Well, my mom comes to visit. She's the only guest I ever really have. And she's nice and short. So this plays into, I had to get a couch that could turn into a bed, but I didn't have a lot of space. So I had to do a lot of searching. I found one that was just barely going to fit a five foot tall woman. Yes. And so that is what's in my office now. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm in that room a lot. And so it has evolved over these years because it was an emergency when I first did. It wasn't like this really initially intentional experience. Right. So I had to work toward it being an intentional experience. And, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, this year I actually like took everything off of my shelves and put everything back intentionally. Mm -hmm. And it looks so beautiful now. And I love it. Instead mm -hmm. of sitting when I'm talking to clients, I'm looking at my bookshelf over the computer going, oh God, that's just a mess. What do I do with that? I go, oh, that looks so nice. Yes. You know, yes. and it makes me feel good when I'm in that space. So it, it, yeah. it was, and it was, like I say, it was an emergency. It was an evolution. Now it's intentional. Yeah. And I would say that that one of the things that creates like and, and thinking of the work I do with women and giving themselves permission to um, I think those lawnmowers are in our are they in my lawn? <laughs> I, I do not see them in your lawn. I oh wait. 
What? No, those are cones. Okay. Well, it, we may have to take it inside. You want to take it inside? Um, okay. And we'll 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 start this conversation inside. Sounds good. So we're going inside, people, because it's just too hot, and the bugs and the yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> so we were talking about giving yourself permission. So mm -hmm. a lot of times, what I see as a struggle with women is to give themselves permission to love themselves. Yes, absolutely. Now, we've talked before, your work and my work is not that different, right? because it's still a permission to love yourself mm -hmm. just in a different way. Mm -hmm. And when you create a space that nourishes your soul, when it's a soulful space, yeah. when it is something that brings you joy and peace, that is such a gift to yourself. It is. And, and I absolutely agree with you. Women, especially, we're, I mean, we're uh, acculturated, I don't know, is that the right word, to, to not put ourselves first. And I can't tell you how many women I, I talk to who it's, I have to take care of everything for everybody else, and then I'll take care of things for myself. Mm -hmm. And in your home, you don't want to forget about yourself. And that, you know, if, if you're the person who does the, the primary cooking and you happen to be female, okay, you know, and the, the kitchen is a really beautiful space, that's wonderful. And if that is your soulful space, awesome. And is there something that you need to have in your home that's just about you? It's not about your kids. It's not about your husband, mm -hmm. your partner. Mm -hmm. It's not about your work. It's not about... Mm -hmm. your friends and I don't know what that is for you you know that's gonna be different for every person yeah but is there a space that just feels very personal to you and so I had I had mentioned my bedroom before and yes that's a space that I sleep in with my husband but he doesn't hang out in that room mm -hmm. he hangs out downstairs now we tend to hang out in the same space mm -hmm. but a lot of times when he's not home I'm up in the bedroom because it's just, it's just like my nice, my white quilt with my blue pillows and it's mm -hmm. all fluffy and soft and the cats love to be up there with me too. Mm -hmm. And maybe we watch TV because yes, I have a TV in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm, you know, reading a book or maybe mm -hmm. I'm, you know, staring out the window. Um, in the winter, it gets the best light. It's so great in the winter, the light that comes in there because my house doesn't have great light, generally speaking. But I didn't have that before. Yeah. You know, and I talk to a lot of women who, again, they're they're thinking about, okay, so the play space for the children or the office, um, you know, for their work mm -hmm. or whatever it is. But what do you need? Yeah. And it might not be a huge thing. And I have, my clients get really overwhelmed when I say, what do you want? Yeah. Same, same. Yeah. When I say write your list of desires, mm -hmm. you know, what brings you joy? There's this look of, I have no idea, you know, and that's where getting, giving yourself permission to love you is not that different than giving yourself permission to put yourself in the equation of mm -hmm. what do I want in my house mm -hmm. um, or our house? Mm -hmm. You know, it's a shared space, mm -hmm. but be able to, to give yourself permission to claim a portion of that mm -hmm. for yourself and yeah. like you sometimes a bedroom is a good place to start my husband has when we when we moved into our first house um, my 
I never really gave much thought to the bedroom. It was just like, mm-hmm. it was just a place to sleep. But oh, he I was like, talk mm-hmm. about bedrooms. Yeah, so <laughs> let's do that. But but one of the things he said to me, which struck me, he was like, no, 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 no. Our bedroom needs to be our sanctuary. Yes. <laughs> All right. And he, <laughs> and he was very intentional about saying, this is, this is a sacred space that we are going to guard with our life. And I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? I need to be accessible to my children all the time. And he goes, no, you don't. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what do you mean? They can't have access to me any old time they want. And he was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You, and it's funny because it took him saying this to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have, I, I didn't know this. Like I'm a therapist and I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, no, this is, this is a space that is going to be ours. And it's a sanctuary. And it's mm-hmm. a place that we, we take the world and put the world on the outside of the door. Mm-hmm. This is a space that we a hundred percent control. Mm-hmm. And and he's a big lighting guy. He's an engineering guy. Yeah. And so I'll have to show you before you I leave. We have scenes. We have lighting scenes because mm-hmm. lighting sets a mood. Uh-huh. Right? So he programs the remote control in some weird way that I don't even understand. But We'll say put on the evening scene uh-huh. and the lights will do this funny dance and then they get to like this dimness uh-huh. that's soothing. Uh-huh. And then it'll be like we have a couple different scenes that um, and then we say, you know, good night and <laughs> all the lights go off. <laughs> Because who wants to get Wild. out of bed oh, and yeah. turn the lights off when oh, you get cozy? We we will have a race to fly into bed <laughs> if the overhead light is on. Whoever's last to get in bed is the one who has to get up and turn the light well, off. Well, <laughs> now I'm going to make all the women be like, turn to their husbands and go, wait a second. There's a remote control that can program the lights. So yes, there that. is. There's, there's like certain outlets or I don't even know how it works, but you can mm-hmm. use your remote. You mm-hmm. can program it to make your lights do things. I, I, have, I had no idea. Oh, goodness. I have a girlfriend who has a house where her husband is very into the technology of all those sorts of things and has the, um, they have, they have huge windows all around. It's a condo um, on the 10th floor in uh, Fort Lauderdale. So big, you know, floor to ceiling windows everywhere. So they have uh, blinds that just automatically come down to a certain level mm-hmm. at a certain time of day and they go up at a certain time yeah. lights come on lights yeah. go off and everything can be uh, remote controlled yeah so that yeah it's it's really it's really lovely it's you feel like you're in the future yeah but it's really cool about and it, it, what's interesting is he was so very intentional about creating a and it's funny because he he sacred space, a soulful space, mm-hmm. a, um, a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And, and it is a respite. It is like yes. a safe harbor for the world. Well, and sleep is so very important. And I know that everybody hears this all the time. Get enough sleep. You have to get good sleep. You know, if you've got sleep apnea, get a CPAP. For goodness sake, my husband just got one. So mm-hmm. he's loving it. Um, but anyways, it, but it really is true. You do actually need to get enough to sleep. You need to, if you always have to be up at 5 a.m., mm-hmm. well, you need to be in bed earlier. Yeah. And you got to figure that out. Yeah. And, you know, you got to figure out. So, but then that space that you're in, the energy of that space needs yes. to be conducive to sleeping in that room. I talk yes. with clients about this all the time. I ask them to remove exercise equipment. Yes. Um, I ask them to remove bookshelves. Yes. 
I ask them to not have stuff hanging out on their uh, bedside tables. Do not have a stack of books that you haven't read mm-hmm. hanging out on your bookshelf just or, or on your uh, nightstand, just reminding you of your failures in reading. Mm-hmm. Um, do not just shove things into the bedroom because it was a convenient place to put them when guests came over. Right. Do not have laundry baskets piled up just sitting in your bedroom. Right. Please have this be a space that is honored. Right. So that your sleep is honored because we heal when we are sleeping. Yes. And that's so important. And to speak to that energy is so awesome too, because Mm -hmm. we don't sometimes think about what's cluttering the space because it's cluttering the energy. Mm -hmm. And if you go to sleep and Mm -hmm. you happen to glance over at the exercise thing that you didn't do, Mm -hmm. the book you bought Mm -hmm. and haven't read, the laundry (laughs) that you have to do, you go to sleep with all of those failures, the the lack. And, you know, for me, like I teach a lot of women about subconscious reprogramming Mm -hmm. and how to heal right in the time you right before you go to sleep is such a powerful moment because Mm. what you're thinking about right before you go to sleep can really impact your subconscious because Mm -hmm. we go from, you know, the, the high beta waves into the Mm -hmm. alpha waves into the theta waves as we drift off into sleep. And Mm -hmm. those slowing down of the brain waves is the window to the subconscious. Hmm. And so right before you sleep, if you are intentional about, pouring in good things about feeling peaceful and especially gratitude. You know, Mm. I, I try to help women get into this space of, you know, be thankful and grateful for the things as you're drifting off to sleep. And if you've got stuff all around, it's harder to do that. But if you have a sanctuary in your bedroom or you have a, a, you know, the energy. And again, I, sometimes when I say energy, that's confusing, but I think most people know what it feels like to let's say you 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 come home from work and you go into your bedroom and you're gonna I say take my work off but when I take my work clothes off uh-huh. it's I very intentional even working from home mm-hmm. even if I'm mm-hmm. work from waist up and mm-hmm. my husband says party on the on the bottoms and you know work <laughs> on the way up on the topsies um but it's I still take off I'm very intentional mm-hmm. about saying I'm done with that part of my day yeah I am going to take my 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 work clothes off. I'm going to put on my mm-hmm. um, lounge bridges, as we mm-hmm. call them, and um, it becomes a very intentional thing to create that that switch. And w- when we do that, I think most people can understand what it feels like when your workday is done. You get in the car on the drive home, or you take your work off. You take your work clothes off, and you feel this <sighs> mm-hmm. like this ex hail of okay i can take it down a gear absolutely when i was working in the brick and mortar office and i was so i was coming home at the end of the day i would always leave my shoes on for and i know some people find it just horrific that i would wear shoes in my house but um it it was okay um i i I say that because i've had people like (gasps) I would never, why would you have your shoes in the house? But eh, it's okay. Anywho, I would leave my shoes on and I would do things like uh, empty the dishwasher, I'd tidy up some things in the kitchen. You do a few little things like maybe fold a little laundry. I would do something, but I'd keep my shoes on while I did this. Because as soon as my shoes came off, my body knew I was home. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd do like maybe 15 minutes of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. But then I take my shoes off and I was now home. I was no longer at work. Yeah. And now what I do is it's I, I wash my face. Yeah. So I go and I, you know, scrub off the makeup. Yeah. To, you know, be all pretty for uh, my, my clients and mine. And I take makeup off yeah. and then I'm home. Yeah. So it just kind of changed. Yeah. But it's the same concept, the same message that goes mm-hmm. to my brain as to whether I'm in work mode or home mode. Mm-hmm. And I just... With the bedroom, I do want to say something about closets real quick because most of us have our closets attached to our bedrooms. And whether it's a small thing or a walk-in or whatever it might be, if your closet is chaotic, even if your bedroom is calm and serene and beautiful and wonderful and ready for sleep, the energy will come to you of chaos from that closet. Mm-hmm. Now my husband, so our closet is not chaotic because it's very, very intentional. I had built-ins put in mm-hmm. there um, and I've worked to declutter it down to like only what actually fits in that space. Mm-hmm. So it's great. But my husband will still close the door to mm-hmm. the closet mm-hmm. when we sleep mm-hmm. so that even just the stuff that is in there mm-hmm. is really not impacting our sleep. Yeah. And I recently worked with a client who had this beautiful bedroom, just so gorgeous, so intentional, everything just pristine and perfect and beautiful. And her closet was filled with decades of clothes. Mm. And it was her last decluttering kind of, thing that she had to do and it was so emotional for her mm-hmm. and so much of her own sense of value was wrapped up in this and we went through it clear took everything out decluttered she put everything back in and she burst into tears yeah and now her closet is not talking to her while she's sleeping. yeah you know what's funny because i didn't clean my closet before you came over and i'm going to show you my closet right. when we're done sweet um and it's funny because my husband said well, maybe Kate wants to declutter our closet. And I was like, don't you even go there. <laughs> because, you know, it, it's this, it, every so often I'm like, I get a bee in my bonnet and I'm like, all right, that's it. Like I'll try on one piece of clothing and I'll be like, oh, I know that this, if this doesn't fit me, like eight of those dresses are not going to fit me right mm-hmm. now. Right. And it's this tug of war of hanging mm-hmm. on, which we talked about in the first podcast yeah. about, how our stuff is it represents it's a symbol of mm-hmm. either you know an attachment of what we want in our life or what we feel like we need or it's a symbol of who we think we are or who we want to be and mm-hmm. it it really controls so much of our lives when we let it go it's very freeing yeah and it doesn't surprise me that she burst into tears you mm-hmm. know and there's something so wonderful and freeing about and again i'm talking about energy and it's a feeling it's Mm -hmm. that you know even though the term some people may grapple with is like new agey or something it's really it's it's tangible and most people know what it is when you start describing it like Mm -hmm. when you get in your bed and the sheets are clean like i love clean oh gosh yeah you know like Uh you get in bed and like the bed (sighs) is clean sheets and you just slide in and you're like so fresh it just feels so good that is a feeling yes but there's an there's an energetics to that Mm -hmm. you know an open closet door and you stare at it and you see the stuff bulging Mm -hmm. out there's an energy to that that's Mm -hmm that's encroaching Mm -hmm. and 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 chaotic and it's like yeah no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna look at that i'm gonna close that but um you know you you said something earlier about um 
you know, a home and creating a home is something that is different than like just having a house. Like when you create a home, mm. what does that mean to you? When you help, when you help someone create a home, what does that mm. mean? That word? I guess to me, it's, it's, it's a place where, like where you belong. Human beings have a primal need for a sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. So it's this place where you belong. It's a place where, it's a place you want to go to. A place that reflects you. A place that you feel like it welcomes you when you come in. Mm -hmm. um, a home is where you live. I mean, you're, there are the logistics of you raise your children, you, you know, you get married, you live your life with people, or you, you know, doing it on your own and loving life and all these things. But it's, it's like not a home until you really put your stamp on it. But that doesn't have to mean like you have to remodel the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a, a client who what we actually worked on was getting her to a point where she was able as a 40 something to have love herself enough that she could take the money she had saved and move out of her parents' place because she had ended up back there um, a decade or so previous. So she bought a little house and this woman made this place a home for her and her dog by making it hers it is so eclectically beautifully hers mm -hmm. she loves things she loves stained glass there's stained glass everywhere now mm -hmm. you know, and she's kind of collecting it and putting it up she loves comic books and um she and um anime and mm -hmm. uh, cosplay and that sort of stuff mm -hmm. so she has things that represent that throughout mm -hmm. her house yeah she is represented throughout her house unapologetically yeah and that's powerful you know mm -hmm. and i i you know again we've we've talked so many about the parallels of, of what we do and you know having a home that you connect with mm -hmm. on a soul level mm -hmm. is nurturing Mm -hmm. and nourishing to your your soul your spirit your body mm -hmm. your mind and you know similarly like i i think what i help women do is come home to themselves it, yeah. they come home to themselves by honoring their ability to give themselves permission to love themselves just like you help women get to the process of giving themselves permission to feel worthy of spending time on creating a space that speaks to them yeah and loving you is at the heart of it and mm -hmm. it's you know yeah. the home that we live in as we've talked before is an extension of ourselves yeah and how we how we exist in the space is how we exist in the world mm -hmm. and how we care for our lovingly decorate our mm -hmm. home is how we literally lovingly decorate our lives yes and if you give yourself permission to, you know, take the steps, sometimes it's easier to do something that's more outside of you first. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to clean this room or I'm going to sure. clean this closet. And then you realize that there's an inner change that's starting to happen. Mm -hmm. And now 
I talk about this like as an athlete, I've had, I'll use that as a springboard. Sometimes it's easier for me to say to a client, okay, we're going to change um, this thing that you're going to eat because you're changing a relationship with mm-hmm, food. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly that creates an opening to see the possibility of creating change in another aspect of their life. Sure. It's kind of the same thing in mm-hmm. that when you clean a closet and you feel the sense of, Oh, freedom and joy sure. and happiness and overwhelm of this flood of emotion that mm-hmm. comes out of you because you've detached from yeah. an old version of you. Mm-hmm. And part of the process, actually, that when I work with women, it's very similar. One of the things I have them do is declutter their closet yeah. because energetically, it's easier to say, I don't want that dress. But what you're doing is you're saying, I don't identify with the person that used to wear this dress. It's so personal. Clothing it's is so, so personal. personal. Mm-hmm. Like this version of me mm-hmm. is gone. And and actually in the work of, of transforming our lives, you transform people's spaces. Mm-hmm. I, I hope I, in the business of transforming lives, um, it, but we both do in the same, yes. just different ways to get there. But part of that strategy is to understand that we are in relationship with ourselves and relationship with our space. Absolutely. And that you are worth having a space that you love, Mm -hmm. that you are worth taking the time because that's what a lot of people, they just, it's, oh, I don't have time. I have to do this. I have to do Well, how about what, what makes you feel good Mm -hmm. and love yourself enough to say, it, I'm going to take the time to do this for myself yeah, and to create a space that I want to be in. Yeah. It is, I, every single one of my clients, we have to talk about how they feel about themselves, mm-hmm. what they give themselves permission to do, what they feel they're worth. Yeah. Um, and so it, there's actually an, another thing that came to mind that I wanted to bring up, which is when other people bring stuff into your space. So you might like be like my college kids who like their your, crap in the middle of the floor. Like your college kids <laughs> crap in all the floor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, or gifts that people give you oh, or that's things a good one. that are inherited. Oh, that's good. Um, you know, and so you end up with aunt Sue's, you know, buffet or something like that. And you don't like this thing. It doesn't feel right. It's energy. Actually, that was one of the things the woman I was working with on the closet recently, uh, she had a lot of clothing that her younger sister had had given her. And it was stuff that um, just, there was an energy to it. Like yeah. she, she just, she never wore it and she yeah. kind of didn't know why she wasn't wearing it. Yeah. But it, there, it was because it was, it was her sister's energy yeah. in this clothing. And she, she just didn't want that. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't right for her. Um, in my own home, as much as I adore my parents, they're both artists, and I could have artwork of theirs everywhere in my house, I can't have any of their artwork in my office. Um, pots, mostly, is what they've given me. My mother's given me drawings, too. But none of it can be in my office, because that is a very sacred, very personal space for me. Yeah. Um, you know, if people give you something, I mean, how many times do you get something like the office gift exchange that it's like, uh, I remember one time somebody got an office gift exchange. It was a candle that was three monkeys. It was the see no evil, hear no evil, speak oh, no evil. Yeah. But it was three it. monkeys. 
No, I know. I was like, what you going to do with a monkey candle? I really hope she just got rid of it. I really hope she did. But it's in, in your home and you have permission. I am giving you permission right now. I'm giving Throw it away. To get rid of the or stuff. Or give it to someone. Right. But if it's a if it is a monkey candle that is just creeping you out, you're allowed to throw that away. Yeah, or just burn it and right. say some beautiful things. Right. And then make and then it purposeful and there you go. You've done. done your thing. Yes. But it's <laughs> you don't have to keep the inherited items. You don't have to keep the gifts and you can you know kick your kids until they get their stuff off of the floor, you know, like right, college right, right. children when they come in and bring their stuff back in. It really is funny because like creating a space that's really for you as as like the empty nester and then having uh, children come back in. Boy, talk about like energy flipping around and changing it does. And stuff. It does. Hmm. And it, it's, that's a whole nother podcast. Hmm? We can talk <laughs> days, right? days on that one um you know having six kids that that's that's definitely something that you have to struggle with when the energy shifts mm -hmm. when people come in and when their stuff comes in and making room you know mm -hmm. to 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 do that but i think um you know really what i want to kind of wrap this up in a nice beautiful bow um as we kind of you know, get to the end of the podcast is really just this understanding of um, intentionality, mm -hmm. worth, mm -hmm. and investment. So many women, especially, struggle with investing in themselves. Yeah. They don't even create themselves in the ranking of mm -hmm. things that they have to take care of. Mm -hmm. And we're really bad about that. I'm just going to say, and yes. as a mother and a homeschool mom and mm -hmm. um, all the other hats that I've worn, you too, mm -hmm. is that we struggle to put ourselves in the mix, mm -hmm. number one, and we really struggle to put ourselves at the top of the list. But if we, you know, don't fill our own cup, as they say, yeah. you know, you cannot continue to love and serve the world. And, right. and part of it is loving you is the foundation for all other love in your life mm -hmm. and that extends to your home too yeah. because when you give yourself permission to love you it has ripple effects across mm -hmm. every other relationship in your life Most and definitely. and i know you view our space as it's a relationship yes. it's it's definitely a give and take and mm -hmm. um it's it's bi-directional you mm -hmm. know the energy flows to and out of us and the space and the objects that are in that room give and it's an exchange it definitely is it's giving yourself like you've said that permission to have to have a home that you love to have a life that you love to put yourself first to in and to to break the mold, especially for women, we're talking very much about women, you know, mm -hmm. and that to say that you are in fact important, mm -hmm. and so you take care of your stuff first. Make mm -hmm. sure that you feel good and feel loved, because like you're talking about with the ripple effect of you, you love yourself. You're kind to yourself. You're going to have way more love and way more kindness to give to other people. Mm -hmm. And that is, I mean, I've, I've learned lessons about kindness and 
how that feels and giving kindness to those who haven't been kind to you. And, yeah. and when you give yourself permission to, to live a proactive life, to live in a proactive home, you don't have to be reactive. And reactivity is what gets us in trouble. So we slow back down again. And we say, it's okay for me to be happy. Yeah, and you know what? How profound, how profoundly simple that is and how difficult that is for so many people so to actually say, I deserve to be happy. And as both of us being therapists, we're saying, put yourself at the top. Please, There's nothing please. selfish about that. Yeah. There's nothing egocentric about right. that. There is something that's divinely inherent in our birthright mm -hmm. to be loving and to return to love, to return back home to ourselves. So returning home to ourselves and understanding that home is not only the space that we occupy, but it is the space that we occupy within ourselves. Absolutely. Well said. Thank you, Kate. Thank you so much, Jada. It's so awesome to have you here. Now we're going to go take a peek in my closet. Right. And you're going to tell me all the things I got to get rid of. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That's the fun part for me. Right? <laughs> Not for me. <laughs>